I'm Kasada Bowman. Today, my guest is Chef Yawadi Shukong. She joins us from Thailand. I'll start with a brief introduction. Chef Yao learned how to cook from her mom, who was the head chef for their village and prepared meals for community ceremonies. In her 20s, while living at a farm in North Thailand, Yao connected with their sustainable practices, and her journey as a chef started there. She's the author of a Thai cookbook, The Yao of Cooking, and she's wrapping up her second book now, which is called Bring Me Curry When I'm Gone. At her restaurant, Slow Fish Kitchen in Chiang Mai, the menu is focused on highlighting local seafood and supporting local fishermen. Today, we'll be discussing Thai food, the slow food movement, and the Netflix documentary, Seaspiracy. So I'll start by asking, as we always do, Chef Yao, have you eaten yet? And if you have, what did you eat today? Yes, have been eating <laughs> today. Okay. So I have a bowl of brown rice and uh, deep uh, fried crispy pork on top, sprinkle on top, and some dash of fit salt and fried bean. That's what I have mm. today. Fried bean. Nice. <laughs> oh, sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Love it. And I love, I, I love, exactly. I was just about to say, I love simplicity. I love having rice just sprinkled with maybe some furikake or, you know, any, any Japanese seasoning, any type oh, of yeah. seasoning. Perfect, isn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah, seaweed, <laughs> anything. Beautiful. Well, so before we jump in, can you give me a quick update about life in Thailand when it comes to COVID? Currently, are there any restrictions? Are restaurants open at all with indoor capacity or outdoor capacity? Yeah, we got like now in the second round that we got hit by go COVID, and first we thought, oh, our government hand it, hand it well, and Thai people, you know, when they say like lockdown, it lockdown. You listen, you don't go out. People will get you to like pandemic. People get you to like some disease, and you know, I think in the own day, people get you to this kind of thing. So when it, they know when it's spread, it will be dangerous. And people really listen to the government and like try together to to just like to be protect each other really well. But then we are so far behind on vaccine, and then somehow it got had another rouse, and this rouse was harder because it like getting to more to young people, and also it's like. Um, it's just split quickly, easy, more easy as well. And uh, so now the restaurant, uh, no sitting in the restaurant anymore is about a week and a half now. And we only do delivery. And many restaurant visitors are really struggling about this, you know. And I think it's just only restaurant people, many people in general too. So the life is kind of hard, you know. Because the COVID is bad, and uh, but we see we we have some hope because it's like the number where I live in the north of Chiang Mai, in the north of Bangkok, it's, it's Chiang Mai. So the number went down every day. In Bangkok, still okay. It's still like um, up and down, but we don't know for sure what is the right number. What is government talk about the number? We, you know, it's just right. the the number doesn't mean anything much. Yeah, in Bangkok. Right. 
But in general, uh, general kind of hard, but I think we have hope that not, not going to be too long for this. Yeah. Yeah. Takeout is just, it is so incredibly difficult. It's just <laughs> not, not every restaurant. And I don't think sometimes customers, chefs get it, restaurant owners get it who listen to this podcast, but customers don't always get it sometimes that not every restaurant can translate to takeout. Yeah, Our restaurant yeah. really doesn't, my restaurant doesn't really do takeout. Um, and it, <laughs> and you have to redesign a menu. Like when we did try takeout for All two weeks, time. it's like, you have to design it you so it can fit in a it. box. Yeah. And you yeah. have to be on it. You have to post on the time and social media so people see it. Yes. You know, you have to really on it. You have to, you have to, it, it's amazing. Difficult. Yeah. Very difficult. Yeah, I know. I, I, I feel for you and you, you know, I just, it, yeah, I, it is such a welcome, uh, reality to be back open and we're yeah. almost going to be at a hundred percent capacity in a few weeks. And it's oh. really like, Oh, thank goodness. Because <laughs> That's really good news. <laughs> yes, it's a whole other job. Like uh-huh. you forget. Like you uh-huh. think, oh, delivery, takeout. Oh, that's easier. You don't have to deal with the customer. Uh-huh. No, it's uh-huh. actually hard. So yeah. I really hope that Thailand can get it together and reopen safely, and and I guess get some vaccines. Because are there? There's a few vaccines there, or not it's very many. A, a few, a few vaccine here, but still, it's like. The not the good quality one, you know, and okay. you you have like AstraZeneca, and you don't have Pfizer. We talk about Pfizer from the beginning, and then the Pfizer gone. We are too late. Oh. We don't sign the contract. <laughs> oh man! So it's like it's not about people. This country at the end, we we all know it. Like not people first country, you right. know. It's like yeah. business first. They're still going to make a business out of it again. And many people are fed up with it. So, oh, yeah. oh, oh. <laughs> well, you know what? I'll tell you something. So I'm fully vaccinated. Um, you, you, it's so funny now, now with, vac- with vaccines, it's like, um, it's a very personal question. Like it's yeah. like, you don't, you don't ask what type of vaccine do you have? Like that's too personal. I'll yeah. tell you, I've got, I've got the Pfizer vaccine. Um, you know, everyone's competing. Oh, what vaccine do you have? Oh, you're Moderna. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, you, you got J and J. Ooh, you're going to get a blood clot. You know, like it's like, it's terrible. But, um, but the reality is now you're, we're starting to see a few months in and I know someone who got vaccinated before me months ago and they just had COVID. They got COVID, oh my but God. it's, so what these vaccines are, it's not full blown immunity. You know, they got COVID. They didn't have to be sent to the hospital. They weren't on their deathbed, but they for a week had the body aches, had, you know, uh, was very mm-hmm. tired, mm-hmm. had the fever for a week. Yeah. So they had they had the flu, essentially. So it's very interesting to see, you know, that the vaccines aren't the end all mm-hmm. be all, but at least it's not deadly, I guess. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, Who yeah. knows? We're all just guinea pigs. No one knows. <laughs> no, one knows. <laughs> no one knows. But I, I hope that business can open up for you guys. Um, and you can get out of the takeout world, which 
it is not try, for everybody. Yeah, and they have to try. Like for us, it's all about environment friendly, and it's like everything's about what is the packaging, you know? Right. It's yes. like plastic again, and this and again, and it's like everything uh. become harder for us to be like sustainable on it. You know, right. it's like every single thing we think, you know. Do you have any government funding? Is the government helping you out? Restaurants? Are they giving any money no, to you guys? No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we were in your boat for uh, about a month. We didn't get any yeah. money from the government. So mm-hmm. that's even scarier. It's like, mm-hmm. how long is this shutdown going to be? And you feel mm-hmm. bad. You've got a two things going on in your mind. You feel terrible for saying that, but on the flip side, you're like, you know, I, I, you know, you want to protect your neighbors, but you also are wondering how long can I keep this business open? Is this sustainable Mm -hmm. on takeout? So Mm -hmm. I've been in your shoes. Um, and I hope that you guys can move forward sooner than later. Now a question a question with the tourism, because you guys have so many tourists go to Thailand. What's that like? What has that been like? Are they there or are they have they stopped no. going? They're like because we have like every year since um maybe in the past five, six years, we have a really bad season that we call burning season in the north. It like after they harvest, they produce, they just burn the field and stuff like that. And it's a lot of smoke. So did again because it's because it's a lot on like um, people cut the tree, cut the forest, or or suddenly planting corn to feed the what is it to feed the industrial farming. To feed the animal. Oh, wow. And we eat the animal again. And then the burning season, like, get more and more worse after. Because instead of they cut the, instead of the use the tractor to plow the corn stem that after left from the harvest, they just burn it. And then it get more and more harder. And then people, many tourists, they know, they leave on that time. Not much people coming around March, April, or even they're here, they plan to go to the south, by the beach, in the north, nobody wanted to be here. Then we don't have much foreigner anyway. And everyone, last year, everyone around March, when like the COVID hit, so many tourists already at home. They fly right. back to their country and stuff, visit their parents, their family and stuff like that, or they go to the south. And then uh, also... So not much tourists in, in general this month in like, but now again for about a year already that we don't have tourists now to come back, you know. Sit so last, it's been al- almost a year that you yeah. barely had any tourism. No. Yeah. Wow. Are people <laughs> allowed to go to Thailand right now? Will Will you accept them? Does the country like, accept tourists? If you seem like you'll be able to quarantine. Yeah. I have some friend that already came here. Uh, first, they have the people who have family here first, and they have the tourists that uh, have some, like, I think if people who have vaccine as okay. well or something okay. like that. And then, they, yeah. yeah, the quarantine, 14-day quarantine, it seems like it go down to seven days if already have a vaccine and stuff like that. And so that would be good. Yeah. People are going, I mean, I can tell you just from the U.S. perspective, um, 
I think that people are going to be going and traveling everywhere in a matter of months. So they're coming. <laughs> I know. So then we now we have a lot of Thai customer, and I think when the the country open, other country open, and they be able to leave, they will go. You know, they will go out yeah. to Japan, and you know, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. hopefully we will have the foreigner that really want to coming back to traveling to come back to Thailand, so then we can have that balance. <laughs> they will get, no, get the, no get doubt. the get the economic going and flowing again. You know. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, they're coming to you. Don't worry. I have a feeling <laughs> next winter you'll see a lot of Americans at least in Thailand. <laughs> Yeah. I I've never been to Thailand. I'd like to go to Thailand. Oh, you It's on come. my list. You yeah, should definitely. Come. Yeah. Well, so so speaking of Thailand, uh, mm-hmm. as we're kind of introducing everyone to what's happening there right now, and I want to talk about Thai food and your thoughts mm-hmm. on Thai food in our culture today. Um, <laughs> think about it in not from where you are in Thailand, mm-hmm. not the mm-hmm. authentic. But mm-hmm. here, you know, people think Thai yeah. food, and they think Chrissy Teigen. <laughs> you know, they think <laughs> they think uh, healthy. Um, yeah, and I, so I want you to kind of see, uh, think outside of Thailand, how Thai food is perceived around the world today. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You are fairly outspoken about how Thai food used to be really healthy, but mm-hmm. the combination of the industrial food system and mm-hmm. the in- introduction of processed products has changed that. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on Thai <clears throat> food and the changes that you've noticed. Yeah, I think it's like uh, Thai food is well known in other country and I really happy about it, you know. And I think it's, it's something that people who try Thai food, they and they like it, you know. That means they already have adventure in their mouths to, to like get all different types Of flavor, different type yeah. layer in your mouth and have fun with it and feel it. You know, it's explore, right? Totally. And then, and then, and the thing is, like, even you never come to Thailand, you have Thai food. You are adventure enough to already, you know, because right. like, to be able to eat Thai food. But then again, it's like um, <laughs> when I when I travel in Europe or in America, you know, so I can kind of like. I see Thai food, and some of my friend brought me to Thai restaurant and stuff like that. And uh, sometimes I cooking like, for a friend or something. So I went out to Asian store and say, "Oh my God, it's everything here! Seriously, look look like a Thai supermarket, like Thai Asian store. It's like wow, and everything what and everything what cheap and affordable, you know. And but one thing that I I wanted to say, it, I think, is for me, um, Asian store is not the answer for every ingredient. You don't have to get everything from there. You don't have to make exactly like Thai food. You know, like Thai eggplant or long green bean. There's something that not really, not really have in your country. You can be able to adapt. For example, if I go to Asian store when I cook there. I just go to get, make sure I have the right ingredient for the curry paste. Even chili, uh, sometimes even chili, sometimes I bought uh, Mexican chili. You know, yes. I bought Serrano 
instead of green bird eye chili or something like that. So for people to use something that come from there, come from the farmer market there in that area, you know. And I think that is more fun when you cook like that. You know, and that 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 so you just yeah. hit me because yeah. that's just like one of these like okay <laughs> knowledge bomb that's yeah. a great tip like no 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 yeah. no when you're going to the asian market yeah you don't have to buy all of their vegetables you no. just need the spices the curries go yeah. get your local yeah. vegetables support yeah. that it's going to taste better it's go- it's yeah. actually going to be more authentic yeah. Than getting the yeah. vegetables that were shipped yeah. over from China or Thailand yeah. or totally. And it, yeah, and it didn't look healthy. Did it look good? Did it look right. right? It's like from China, from you know, how can be good? <laughs> you know? Right. It's like uh yeah, get your coconut meal, get your fit salt, something that you need, you know, and that use everything in your kitchen, in your garden, your farmer market. I think that. I think that that way it is much better. And again, because it's a lot in supermarket, it's like a processed food there in the Asian supermarket, in Thai supermarket, the same. All processed food right now, you know. So I'm growing up, I'm lucky that I'm like 46 year old and I'm lucky that I'm that age because if I'm younger than that, I might don't know what it's good food is. You know, what is a good type food right. is because when I was young, my school treat us so well with really good food. Every day you look forward for lunch, you know, wow. you can hear it. Like we sit in the cattle, you can hear they're making curry paint. Oh. You can hear that they are like, you know, heat up some coconut meals and turmeric and galanga lemon and you know what soup they make today. You know, and that it's was like, your school lunch. Yeah, that was my school wow. lunch. Not now anymore. Not now anymore. And yeah. So so Thai schools have dumped oh, down no. their lunch. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Oh, so wow. bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> it everything more because it closed food are cheaper, quicker. Right. Right. Same in around the world, I guess. Same. So then people go for shortcut, people for easy, cheaper. And just at the end, you support only one family in Thailand, you know, like CP company, stuff like that. You know? So you only, what, you only support. What are, yeah. what are some of the processed foods that you can think of off the top of your head that we might see in Asian supermarkets here and say, oh, oh, that looks good, but it's, it's actually Thai processed food. What would that be? Just so I know. For example, like the processed ingredient, like oyster sauce. Yeah, sorry okay. if you guys happen to like it. <laughs> no, 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 it, no, no. But, but so it's not, no oyster. not fish sauce, oyster but it, sauce. Oyster sauce, with no oyster in there. You leave them outside the refrigerator, they live for two, three years, what in there, you know? <laughs> and then like pad thai sauce, for example, you know? It's like now when you go for like Thai food, like in Thailand now, you go and every pad thai place tastes the same. Why is it the same? Because it comes from the same bottle. Wow. You don't make your own anymore. You're not like making caramelizing sugar with onion and add tamarind in it. You know, you, you, we lost that. Wow. 
Yeah, got everything cut cost cheaper, you yeah. know. So even you eat in a very expensive place, doesn't mean you have a good ingredient. <laughs> it doesn't mean that at all. <laughs> wow. You know. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean, I I know you know you travel to the states. There, there was definitely mm-hmm. a Thai food or a quote unquote authentic Thai food craze mm-hmm. going around, yeah. you know, the states yeah. and yeah, um, a a lot of white chefs, yeah, fam- famous off of Thai food. Yeah, I like it. I, I I to me, I like it. I like it. If you take into another state, take into yes. like take into more like healthy. Yes, you know, like okay, Thai people use a lot of energy, energy in your food, in their food. But you know, you're a chef, you're not gonna put an energy into people here, right? Right. <laughs> you know, this kind of thing. I think it like you can bring Thai food in another level. Yes. Like, please, just right. like I like to see everyone cooking Thai food. I like to see, and I, I don't care if it like ginger in the curry paste that sometimes I just like, oh, no, don't put ginger in it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end, it's like, no, it's, it's now we're not talking about chef. Even just regular people feel like right. regular cook. If they just cook fresh already, good enough. Right. You know, just right. cook with the fresh ingredient and find a wet ingredient that you can. And right. just or just start to cook because many people don't cook anymore. Right. You know, well, it's so like, funny be- yeah. because there's there's a whole, you know, there's a cancel culture right now and yeah. there's cultural appropriation and it, there's a fine line. It's like, you know what? I think I I think or my feeling mm-hmm. with the cancel culture and the cultural appropriation is listen, like you said, don't don't take Thai food and bring it to New York City and charge me $55 sort of plate of pad thai that has the same, you know, sauce yeah. that is not real. But if you want to elevate it and and do some really cool shit to it, exactly. have at it, you know? Like that's awesome, you know? Yeah. Bring yeah. your bring your own. You can still quote unquote yeah. cultural appropriate that, yeah, but yeah, in a yeah. res- with respect and pay mm-hmm. homage to where it, you know, came from and, and yeah. say, but here's my twist on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, so that's interesting that it's really the, the oyster sauce and the pad thai sauce. It's these sauces, these easy sauces that you just put over noodles and you think, Oh, here we've got Thai food. Yeah. <laughs> got it. Um, so, so I guess your thoughts on Thai food is it's, it's really a good thing. You like mm-hmm. that people mm-hmm. are open-minded and they're yeah. experiencing Thai food on some yeah. level, wherever yeah. they are around the world. Some, some chef, uh, for example, I didn't get a chance to meet them in person. It's like the restaurant in London called Somsa London, uh, working with my friend that they come to sourcing the ingredient here, working with indigenous people and finding the real ingredients and, and learning about it and and take it back to to London. And yeah, and I, I feel like wow, this is this this is this is really good that people start to the new chefs start to 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 doing this, you know. So that what I'm happy to see, like oh, some 
some really cool Thai restaurant in somewhere in London and you that you feel like you want to recommend to your friend they are there totally. to go you know like right. and and it's and it support the right people you know i think this is this is very important yeah yeah so you are part of the slow food movement mm-hmm. and that really comes down to focusing on what's fair for local farmers and producers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And those actions translate to a cleaner planet and to better food for customers. You're a food activist and event planner for Slow Food in Chiang Mai. I'm assuming COVID has affected recent events, but I'd love for you to tell us about some of the major issues that you were tackling before the pandemic and what you expect to focus on in the future. None of our group, none of people in our group that 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 struggles with pandemic. With the business or anything, everyone busy. Everyone wow. busy still, yeah. And of course, because we help each other, we help promote each other. And and when it's COVID time, people at home, but people looking for something health healthier. You know, it's like they are a lot on their phone, they are a lot on the computer, they are reserved, they just like cooking more and stuff like that. And then finally, it's just like, oh wow. Finally, it's like all oh, the business that that all our friends that do a good thing now it have been paid back. Everyone stay, you know. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, and for the event and stuff like that, yes, everything have been like cancelled, but uh, we plan for it. And it's also, um, I think it's a good time that we step back because we always busy. We yeah. do the like I always busy with the event planner with slow food or like or different events that I plan for food event and then somehow it's time to sit back, learning yeah. some new things and then Flat. yeah, and then just wait for it and then when it time comes and thing done, we're ready to go, you know. <laughs> Yeah. What type what type of events um do you guys mm. do? So j- just for people who aren't familiar yeah. with slow food, would these be dinners mm. to educate people and mm-hmm. introduce them mm-hmm. to local mm. farmers, things yeah. like that? So we do what we do is like um we connect we connect the um the producer and the restaurant and the chef to get to know each other using the products and also people will be able to uh support each other. And by doing an event as well, or like we, like I have the event that um, maybe five year in a row now that we have to do and really like successful. It's called Good Seed, Good Food. <clears throat> so it's like the food come from the good seed and actually it's anti-GMO. <laughs> Great. So it, yeah. So then, but everyone, for example, the event, like people bring a chef, cook, the the food that come from the ingredient that they know where it come from and the local the local cook or like people just the local people that like to cook they come bring a small pot of curry and put it on the table to share and then everyone be able to introduce that this is for example i bring the curry it's like my curry is my pork curry is made with like the pig that raised in the village you know, and what yeah. pig have been eat and stuff like that. And then with like herb that come from my garden or friend garden. And this, this, in this pot, it's nothing GMO in it. You know, it's like right. 
this kind of thing that we do a lot. And sometimes, like, we do the in December, in the last two years, because last year we couldn't do it too. So we have the, uh, like, testing market for the slow food uh, oh, nice. event. Yeah. So then a small one, but it's, like, a really successful because it like every farmer or a producer getting together, prepare some food for people and people just walk in and take different things and be able to talk where things come from and stuff like that. I think in the US we have one in Denver. Yeah. Yeah. So it's every year they have that in around July. Yeah. I used to awesome. participate with them in the past two years, but last year, no, he right. couldn't go. So then, yeah, we see it and then, and we educate people. Sometimes we show the movies, you know, about food. Or now more and more of me that try to work more with kids too. Ah, kids, so nice. Yeah, so still thinking what to do with kids in the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, like, oh, the what next I generation. Do. The next yeah. generation, you know, own people. They start yeah. to change them. We're not going to have our hope on every man on them. We just have hope on our children, you know. Totally. Yes. Well, you mentioned that you sometimes show movies as a part of Slow Food, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we are going to talk about a movie next. Um, <laughs> and so we're going to keep this extremely light. And leading <laughs> into this, I just want to explain to listeners, um, there's three sides to every story. So in April... Netflix documentary came out called Seaspiracy. Mm -hmm. um, and the documentary addressed the consequences of commercial fishing on the local ecology in Thailand, as well as human trafficking and modern day slavery. Um, and this is just a small part. Thailand mm -hmm. was a part of the film. It wasn't solely mm -hmm. focused on Thailand. Mm -hmm. um, but we say this and we want to keep it light and we want to show the other side uh, do we want to end slavery when it comes to fishing? Yes. We're going to talk about, uh, what the movie portrayed. Um, it, it was shocking. Uh, mm -hmm. and the footage and the, the, the interviews were, were great. Mm -hmm. I mean, great as in it showed something that maybe the majority of people around the world mm -hmm. were not aware of. Yeah. Um, that being said, we also want to support not get rid of fishing. We want to support mm -hmm. the right fishing. We want to support sustainable fishing. We want to support the model of fishing that does not include slavery uh, yeah. and forced labor. Um, and so we are going to be talking about that today, uh, the importance of sustainable fishing and the importance of keeping these local fishermen uh, with a job to sustain and keep their families alive and uh, thriving in villages mm -hmm, around Thailand. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, Yao, since you are a food activist and chef, I'd love to get your perspective. You have firsthand knowledge of what's happening there. You have a restaurant called Slow Fish Kitchen. You <laughs> source from local fishermen. Um, and I'm going to ask you to talk about sustainable fishing in Thailand. Um, obviously, we're going to get to how the hell we end human trafficking <laughs> in mm -hmm. Thailand seafood industry. Um, but sustainable fishing, I'd love you to for you to break <clears throat> down, Yao, 
um, mm-hmm. what that means. And I, we've talked about it, you know, uh, just give a broad example and then I'll turn it over to you. That could mean we see shrimp from, you know, in Costco from Thailand, mm-hmm. stacks and stacks of, of, of pallets mm-hmm. of shrimp and we can mm-hmm. have today. I could go eat all the shrimp in the world that I want. I mm-hmm. could eat shrimp every day this week, five pounds of it a day. And I got it from Costco. Um, when you are sustainably fishing shrimp mm-hmm. in Thailand today, you might only get a small amount if you're the fisherman and you might at your restaurant only have six plates of shrimp available that day. So I'm going to hand it over to you and you can talk about what is happening there and sustainable fishing in Thailand. Yeah, I think it's like, okay, maybe we talk about the film just a little bit, the movies. Yeah. So like when I watch the movie, I feel like, wow, it's nothing really surprised me much because I only document, documentary about like a slave and uh, how the industrial boat destroys the um, the ocean and, and different things, you know. So already know if that happenings, but I'm not just, I just wasn't sure it's like how much update on the information that they have. And uh, for me, it's like, okay, the cow spirazy that they make, it's more like it's not really strong enough, not really get well known that much. Like right. not not very popular. Not very popular. So now see Spirezi. Of course, they wanted to bring the message. Boom. Just like, just go hard on it. Right? They came but, in big. They came, yeah, they in, came in big. Hollywood yeah. energy, great <laughs> footage, great yeah. interviews. That is fine if you movies director, but you are documentaries and people uh, listen to you. And uh, young people that live in the city, they didn't know. They don't have to talk about like sustainable seafood. They don't even know that where the veggie come from or where fruit come from, where everything come from, not just only seafood come from, you know. So then, um, uh, you know, there's a book called, uh, from Michael Perlin. It's called uh, Omnivore Dilemma. Yes. Yeah, right. So that book of Michael Pollan after uh he say like after that book people who read that book be able to change it like from from people who eat meat become vegetarian. Right when they know how situation how bad that the meat is and some people who vegetarian turn to eat meat and looking because they can be able to look for good meat now. Right. You know, it's good to support. It's good to support the rice people. Oh, and now I can come back to eat meat again. You know, right. and it's like it balances it really well because that's what you send two side in- information. Yes. Right. Yes. But this one you only send the bad side, and then right. when people don't know, they don't dig in. It's like if some people, they're like, oh, I want to know is that real or not? And then they keep on searching more. But some people seen a documentary. Oh, they got the right information. That's why they tell us. That's right. that, that, that I thought it, that it dangerous method in it. Right. You watch conspiracy, You say, oh, my God, I'm never eating <laughs> seafood again. 
Yeah. I'm a vegan. That's I'm vegan it. Now. I'm a vegan. Yeah. yeah. I saw many people Facebook posts that say like, I want to try to be a vegan. I want to be a vegan now. And many people message me. Maybe many people email me at like, what is it? What happening? You know? Yeah. So and you're right. You're right. That young people, <laughs> I, re- I remember when yeah. I was 20, 25, 25 years old. And I watched one of those documentaries. I forget yeah. if it was, uh, it came out years ago. It was around the time of Michael Pollan's book. Um, mm-hmm. You would know the name of it. It was like the mm-hmm. first documentary that talked about factory farming and all that. Yeah. And yeah. And at 25, I said, whoa, yeah, I'm a <laughs> vegan. <laughs> but, you know, as you yeah. as you gain more knowledge and you grow mm-hmm. older, mm-hmm. you really learn in life. Like you said, it's all about balance. It's all about moderation. Mm-hmm. And these mm-hmm. documentaries do provide a good um, platform to yeah. educate. Yeah. And you, and yeah. you do take, take that information, absorb that information, learn a few yeah. facts, but also source out the way you change your habit mm. would be to source out the right place to buy mm-hmm. sustainable items, truly sustainable. And I don't mm. mean in, in, in that documentary, it was very interesting to see the sustainable and the dolphin mm-hmm. free label is a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> like, whoa. You that, know, that it shocked me, <laughs> right? That was shocking. Like I'm, I'm grateful that I learned that from that movie. Um, yeah. On the flip side, I know, hmm, I pretty much only want to eat what I catch. Like my husband, mm-hmm. you know, if we're mm-hmm. catching some fish, maybe we'll go mm-hmm. catch, and that's what we'll eat. Preferably, I'd like to do that. Or if I know I'm going directly to this rod and real fisherman who is going out and catching these fish, not some mm-hmm. commercial dragger that's dragging all the fish. No, you know, but what, mm-hmm. but what's funny is that documentary taught even us and we live surrounded by water. They're actually a lot of the fish markets and everything. Mm, is it traceable? That that's <laughs> debatable. I like, yeah, there's, yeah. I don't, we don't, we don't have, think about this. In the United States and on Long Island, on this on this island where we're surrounded by water, I don't have a market where I could go today, Yao, and say, okay, great. So you only have these four fish today. This is the only thing that was caught this morning on Rod and Reel in a mm-hmm. sustainable way. And oh, like you sell out in a few hours because you only have a few pounds of fish. We don't have that mm-hmm. here. And mm-hmm. that's unique. I, like, I don't think, I think yeah. it'd be hard to find many places in the world. Yeah. 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 And I think it's like, yeah, it's really hard to find, but I feel like maybe it's a time not to eat the seafood that come from somewhere else, you know? Right. Yeah. It's just, right. And then food, food upon, you don't know. It's first more expensive. Second, not fresh. <laughs> And you don't know what chemical in there, and you don't know who caused them. Right. How it this appear here in the supermarket, you know? Right. Or in exactly. the place in the restaurant. So yeah, but to eat the fake shrimp, <laughs> that it kill me, you know. So it's like, oh man, that this guy might be a, what do you call a vegan vegan dude that that really crazy about the vegan food, you know, 
because in general, I have so many friends that vegan, but it's like they're not that hard. They're not that go hard on other people like that. Some some vegan people that go really hard on other and then just like just say like some T-shirt that sometimes they're wearing. They say eat vegan, don't get don't not don't get fat, eat vegan. <laughs> Something like that, you know that right. teacher that walk right. around in Chiang Mai, you know. So it's like, <laughs> you know. So I feel like they just like it too much in judging other people. Right. In in the cafe that I used to own the cafe, the Birdness Cafe in Chiang Mai, we have all type of food for all type of people. We have vegan, we have vegetarian. We have a little bit less meat, you know. We have some meat also on the side. If you want to add some food, which is really want to add some meat, you can pay more and add some meat on because we only serve good meat. And we try to make everyone happy, right? You know, and we we what what we do, we respect people's choice of eating. Exactly. You know, they already choose. That's what they choice. Right. So shut up and leave right. them alone. You know. <laughs> yeah. And it, yeah, and it's just like, and what happening now is it like, it's like like you say how much per one almond, how much water you use. Yeah, four gallons yeah. for to yeah four gallons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. so everything turned to like almond fuel and stuff like that. And yeah. that man, I look it up. What did the factory make from? It like make me want to throw up. Something powder, something like a liquid. It looked like a scientist lab that come from the lab that mix everything together in a blender and try to add the color to make it, you know. Yeah. And many and many recipe require for seaweed in it too, and how you can leave the ocean alone. Right. You know, so it's something like this that I feel like uh, it's a little too much now you know right at the, you do it's good from the beginning and then you just kill it at the end and it's just right oh no why well, <laughs> I, I think the basic like thinking is we don't need judgment and shame surrounded yeah. around our yeah. food choices um everything in moderation and balance you know there is the, you know, e- even with meat eaters, sometimes, um, you know, we, we, uh, I, I bought some impossible burger meat to try and <laughs> I said, oh my gosh, this is like, this is really good, you know? And someone who ate meat, we, uh, you know, my husband said, oh, we've been enjoying the impossible meat. We yeah, tried it. Yeah. And he said, he said, I will never eat that. And it was like, okay. It's like, it's all about having an open mind, like balance your diet in, in many ways, you know? So have some alternative meats, have some good sustainable seafood, mix it all up, you know, balance. I I agree. Like nowadays in Chiang Mai, it makes a lot of sense to eat like less meat, you know? It's like I myself also like concerned about it. Like, but then when you do eat meat, eat good one support the right yes. people and then they keep yeah. going and what they're gonna do you know it's like when you say like leave the ocean alone okay in thailand it's more like up north you know in the forest indigenous farming they do farming they plant like seed like sesame and different things that they climb it to to plant the cutting they plant yeah. like mountain veggie and stuff like that 
And then in the lower part, we plant rice and veggie, you know. And then in the estuary part, at the part that's close to the ocean, what people do? Fishermen. They're fishing, right. They're fishing. And then when you say, leave the ocean alone, that means they they lost their life. What they have left, what they're going to do. Right. How can they live without fishing? How they can live without fishing? And when you mean fishing, it's like, Man, some kid can just dive in the water and catch the fit with bare hand without leave any plastic or anything. <laughs> really? You know? Yeah. It's like, oh, they just use a tiny hook, you know, with the like wooden branch and just fit, catch the fish. Wow. And then go and sail it very plow, like two feet, get catch fit and get some money. Ah. Uh. You know, my let, fisherman. Let, let's stay yeah. here. Let Leah, please, yeah. please talk more about your fishermen. <laughs> tell, tell us more about them. So my fisherman is like I. I or, would fi- like or to fisher say, women, your fisher people. <laughs> they're pretty much only men. All only men. <laughs> yeah, so it's like it's fun because it's like they are fun and they're not working hard. No one forced them to work. They are they they are they. They are their own uh, business. They don't. Uh, they don't hire other people to work with them. And no slave, you know. No, maybe they slave to their wife, <laughs> like as a Thai joke, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah, you know, it's like it's a, They're doing what they love. They're yeah, entrepreneurs. They work they for themselves. Only, they only can go like um, not farther than three miles. Yeah, so they just only can go for three miles and they have small boat. And then, you know, uh, the fishing net is really strict there. And uh, they don't have a tiny net either. And sometimes when they go for natural shrimp, they get like like three kg that's the best of the day. It's like, whoa, yeah, I got three kg of shrimp. Really excited. Wow. You know, it's like super excited. And then, yeah. and it's more, uh, I work with them and then I see them. I went on a boat with them. I know where they live. I know where they house. Yeah. You know, so leave them the three, four months there. So start to work with them. It's like, okay, I really want to support this group because I support you. That means I support the ocean. I'm helping the ocean and I'm helping you and I want you a younger generation to work. I want you to sell it fit a better price. So then your kid going to work like I said with my father, be plow a bit and be able to just like take care of the family in the future. Because if you don't support them now, they make a little money. How they kid going to do it? The kids are my father working really hard but he didn't get much money. Right. Yeah, his life wasn't that great. He's struggling. Right. Yeah, because when the fishermen, they're fishing, they only what they do is fishing. Yeah. They don't do, they don't plant veggie and stuff like that. Now they start to do some because they know it's not that sustainable anymore. Because it is around COVID time and the COVID happening, that, that, that is the time that I start to consider uh, to work with the fishermen. Yeah, and then around that time that 
you see the rice farmer or agriculture people, they kind of fine. They have food to eat, you know. But the fishermen, they still have, if they can't sell fish, they cannot buy rice. And they like day, day to day, they buy the sell the fish, finish the money. You know, just spend it on food or the kid and stuff like that. And right. their life, it's kind of hard. So then we kind of wanted to just yeah, get to know them more and see how they work. And then I realized it like, wow, they really take care of the ocean. They have a group of people that are doing crab bank. It's like when the fisherman caught the crab or the, caught the shrimp that already have egg in there, that about to lay egg. So they save it, they bring it to the shrimp bank or the crab bank. Wow. Nursery them, and then they have like maybe 25, 30,000, 30, like uh, small, the baby of the shrimp yeah. and the crab, you know, and then they bring it back to the ocean. Wow. You know? Yeah, so that's, then, that's called the crab yeah. bank. Yeah, I call the crab bank and the shrimp bank. And oh, only amazing. small fishermen, only uh, sustainable fishermen that are doing it. Because they know they just they cannot just keep taking from the ocean. They have to give back. Right. Yeah, and it's like and some it's like the best tool that they have to get the fit at the end. They know what when they they want to, to get the to catch like bigger fish. It we call the fit home. They just like go on the boat and then bring some leaf with the bamboo, making a fit home. And then fit can get trapped in there in two, three days. They go and catch the, all the fit. And like that is the best when they do it. I mean, like this wow. my group. That's the best time that they get a lot of fit. That's the bigger than normal that they get. That the big amount that they get. But that way. Wait, wait. Uh, and that so is the, really eco-friendly. Wait, this is, ve- <laughs> this is very interesting. So yeah. they... Is this a where is so this is a fish home and it's made yeah. from bamboo and bamboo, bamboo leaves leaf and some 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 type other leaf, you know, or some type yeah. of wood or some or sometimes they use the like um the tree branch, you yeah. know. Yeah. Now where is this fish there. home? Is it along the boat or is it in the water? In the water. Wow, and that's yeah. how they they catch the most fish in the, yeah, in the what have. a healthy way. Yeah. Wow. And then that's what they catch. That's yeah. how they they catch their fish, you know. So then it like it's like oh man, I need to. I like for me, it's really mind blowing with different thing working with them and stuff like that. And I think it's I also I love seafood. You know, I grew up in the yeah. south. And I love seafood and it, uh, but all uh, seafood in the supermarket, or uh, when you see it, it's just only like the famous one that people wanted. It like right, sna- not the <clears throat> yeah snapper grouper. I think you know about it. It's in you, right, your husband right. run the restaurants. Yeah, like snapper grouper or like this kind of fit that that people will know, that people want to yeah. eat. But so many fish in the ocean, we have to teach the kids. We have to teach children to eat it. We have to start to eat them, and people start to know them. Otherwise, you end up with buying snapper from the big chip, 
from the big That's boat, right. in the trail boat. Yeah. You know, you can't, I don't know, I can't fight with them for now. I just do what I can. And I just yeah. work with the group that people that I know by heart that they are yeah. good and they are cool. Exactly. And then, and then it like, that's why the restaurant, when we open it, it just, boom. It's just the concept of the restaurant. And then it like, we fully reservation and stuff like that. We have to take reservation. That like, you walk in that almost impossible to get the table. And then we're like, oh, wow. This is like, finally, people got it. And do you think you the know? success was because it was different? It was the something different. It like we be able to t- say it like where it did, when it this fit caught, and when it caught, and who caught it. Okay, so people like the traceability. People like knowing that's when this yeah. fish was caught this morning from yeah. this farmer. Yeah, we wanted to fisherman. just like that's what we have on the record with us, and we tell we don't we didn't lie anything. Right. You know, it's like we get the fish from the south. It's one thing that I'm not happy about it because the fish still have to travel from the south to the north. But that's what we can do right now. Maybe in the future, we tend to be a river fish from around the area. But it around the COVID time and stuff like that, yeah. I still have to do it this way, you know. Yeah. But, um, but I feel like uh, when you educate people and tell them, you know, so we use the fish that come from the south, but then we use the local veggie, local produce from the local people here in Chiang Mai to mix it right. together, you know, and we were able to say what it, where it comes from. And if people ask us, so what you buy from supermarket? Is it like, yeah, we buy supermarket, what we buy from, we still buy like a few things, ingredients yeah. from the supermarket. But Again, the balance. Rate, Balance. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's like um, me and my me and my marketing at my friend and the co-owner, the co-founder, she would like every time she she's she with me when, when we start to work with the fisherman, she understands everything. And then the message that she sent it to people, she just captures very well and she just tell people what is it. We don't try to impress people. Or we don't try to lie or hide anything. Right. It's thing not good, thing not organic. We couldn't find it. We just tell people. Thank you. What you, you know? just said, it's so funny. Yeah. It's like you're in my head all the way from Thailand. It's so <clears> funny. <throat> I was just thinking, that's why you're successful. The authenticity. You're being authentic mm-hmm. and you're not trying to be anything that you're not. You don't need to lie. You don't need to yeah. say we're all organic, da 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 da. Oh. There was a chef uh, last week, the New York Times came out with an article, this chef in uh, here in the in the U.S. And mm-hmm. he had he was on this remote island and and uh, near Washington State. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, people traveled from all over the world and he worked at Noma. And, you know, oh, so nice. he said he said <laughs> that everything was from sourced from this small island and all that. But the article came out that it wasn't. And he was at points, 
At times, he was serving chicken from Costco and oh, no. beets from the supermarket. Da, da, da. But the point is, it's it's not to be shady to him. It's the reality. You don't yeah. need to just be real with people. You don't yeah. need to say that yeah. you that you don't need to create this story. Just be real. Yeah. Yes, listen. Yeah. We do we do the best we can. And yeah. anything you want to know, we'll let you know. Yeah, you know what I and mean. Also, like, we we looking, but we are not. Don't stop searching for a good ingredient. Right. You know, we searching yeah. for it. You know, and then some customers are like, "Oh, you can get the chili from that people. We know yeah. them." And sometimes when you start to open up, what you cannot get in a restaurant, and you willing to yeah. get for the restaurant. So people telling you sometimes you get it from your customer. They tell you where to get thing. You know. Right. So I think that's why you shine is. You're just doing everything you can do and trying to mm-hmm. do the right thing and try and just being real. And I think authenticity and just being real is you're shining with so much truth. And that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Well, so I think that we, was there anything else that you wanted to tell anyone about, you know, when it comes to fishing or um, actually human trafficking and slavery, how, how do we end that? Is that just something that's been happening there for 50 years or mm-hmm. is it something new or how mm-hmm. do we end that? Mm-hmm. Actually, um, most of that uh, slavery fisheries is for the seafood that go to another country, if from my understanding. So it's oh. the whole world avoids Thai seafood. That's it. They're depending oh, on Thailand for everything. Right. Yeah. So then okay. don't depend on us. Stop. Support them. Exactly. Got oh. it. Got yeah. it. So yeah. actually, how can you, how like, can you supply yeah. Costco and how can you supply all these Why? places unlimited yeah. shrimp how? without, without yeah. slavery? Pretty much. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Without twenty four seven slavery, yeah, and even like no slavery get involved, even like chemical and stuff like that, it's not spread to get into you, you know. No, it's like so many people are allergic with shrimp, but actually maybe not allergic with shrimp. Maybe it's like a chemical depressivity in shrimp that ah, you're allergic with. Very you know, people are allergic with seafood and different things, and yeah, so maybe you're not, and it's like. Right. It's so far away. Don't eat. Don't eat them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just stop. Stop eating seafood that come from Thailand. Yeah. 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 Support local. Yeah. And and kind of like what you said when you're uh, educating your customers with unknown fish, fish that it, it's not snapper. Mm. Oh, what is this fish? Uh, th- I think the maybe a simple advice for anyone listening right now would be, when you go to your local fish market, look mm-hmm. for a fish that you don't know. It's an unknown yeah. fish. What What is that fish? And ask, what's yeah. local? What What is local? Yeah. And if you don't what know the name, get it. Yeah. If you don't know the name, that means you should get it. <laughs> yes, that means you just get it. Yes. I think so. I think it's like um, in New York that you'll be able to find uh, good seafood. Yeah, we do. I mean, we... Thank God my husband fishes, you know, he uh, fishes yeah, yeah, day, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, so he's, yeah. he's very plugged mm-hmm. in, you know, mm-hmm. um, 
in fact, you know, there's there's levels to everything. In fact, striped bass is what is the big fish here that you're supposed to, uh, that is fun to catch, you know, when you're a fly fisherman or regular fisherman, and it's striped bass season now. And years ago, he stopped. He said, I'm not putting striped bass on my menu. There's not enough of them. It's being overfished. You shouldn't, you should be catching and releasing. You shouldn't be catching them and keeping them, you know? I know. So there's levels to everything. There's levels to all of this. Um, Mm -hmm. But if, you know, I'd say that would be the piece of advice. When you're looking for fish, just like Yao said, local. Do not buy shrimp from Thailand. (laughs) Don't do it. If you, if you don't want to, if you want to end slavery, that could be your little piece of it. It it probably won't happen overnight, but let's put it out there. Don't buy, you know, fish. Yeah, I think, I think it's England, you too banned. England, I think it's England, Europe, you too banned the the seafood from Thailand. I think you too. Yeah. Because of slavery. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I just want to thank you for sharing your story with us. And mm-hmm. I always like ending by asking if there's any takeaway that you'd like to leave with listeners that can positively influence their lives. It could be something that we just discussed, a pro tip, mm-hmm. or general life advice that you live by. I think it's like, um, for me, it's like, it's life is, of course, very important thing to support each other. And uh, life is like food is a big part of life, a really big part. You Thai people eat three times a day, four times a day, five times a day. Sometimes we eat <laughs> all the time. <laughs> and then it's like when you when you cannot grow your own food, when you cannot fit your own fish, cut your own fish, you cannot uh, grow your own meat. You know, I think or you just have dream about oh. One day I will be retired and then working on my garden, plant veggie for my own. You can't do that yet. You support people that already did. And it's like many people, uh, I have been lived in the U.S. some part time since my husband. It come from, come from there. And um, I know it's like eating healthy in your every day with the limit time and expensive, the cost more than when you cook healthy for yourself. But I would like to say, like, if you manage it well, you don't have a bun of, like, five different types of salad dressing in your refrigerator, you know. You have just only good ingredients and eat less, you know, like, just select good ingredients and then don't buy a lot more. Just buy what healthy and plan your menu well with your kid. Plan to cook maybe once a week or cook some real food with your kid. I think it's, it's just not about just art. It's about everyone meant to now that we know it's like, yeah, many people say the world gonna end. It's on the world already then end for sure, it's done. But now I think the new generation maybe can be, can be able to refresh the world again. And I believe that, yeah, just support the right people and teach your kid, being with your kid to eating good food and support other people that do good. Yeah. Awesome. What a positive way to end. 
<laughs> yeah, where can people follow you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Yawadi Shukong. It's not easy, but I think if you pronounce it like that, Yawadi Shukong, I think you can get it. And uh, yeah. And, and your website too, right? Yeah. Yeah, cookingwithyao.com. That's my That's website. nice and easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and my email in there, you can contact me. Perfect. Well, thanks for listening. And if you haven't already, follow Have You Eaten Yet wherever you get your podcasts.